You're listening to episode 46, my exclusive interview with celebrity chef and author of Food is Our Greatest Medicine, Rich Rosardo. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show, sharing God's prescription for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and total health coach. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. In this exclusive interview, I had the pleasure of hosting celebrity chef Rich Rosardo. Chef Rich is a former United States Marine and graduate of the prestigious Culinary Institute of America. He is the author of Food is Our Greatest Medicine and the founder of One Plate, a culinary school that is inspiring, educating, and leading the movement so that we can live healthier lives through our food. He is cook for professional athletes, business moguls, and celebrity entertainers, as well as served the former first lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. He has been a contributing writer for the Healthy Living magazine and developed a unique, fun, educational, and engaging 5 Bs of Healthy Living health and wellness program. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show celebrity chef and author of Food is Our Greatest Medicine, Rich Rosardo. Thank you so much for having me on. It is truly an honor and a blessing to be here and to be able to speak with you. Oh, it is an honor and a blessing to be able to host you on today. And you already captured my heart. You're a believer. You're also a fellow veteran U.S. Marine. So thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for your service. Thank you so, so very much. And before I get into the show, I usually open up with an icebreaker question. So if you could let our listeners know, Chef Rich, what are you doing in your world right now that is rocking your world naturally? That's, I love that question. Uh, and I would say probably the one thing I've been doing that helps me stay like spiritually grounded is reading my Bible. You know, what I find is Jesus is the only constant in life that never lets you down. You know, it's a guarantee, you know, he's going to make your day brighter, better, happier, and healthier, you know, mind, body, and spirit. Oh, that is so true. And I think that's such a, a great reminder, especially now in the times that we are living in, in the midst of um, COVID-19 political unrest, that he truly is that constant that keeps us focused and centered when everything all around us is falling down, he is that remaining stability in our lives. Amen. So, Chef Rich, you are um, a multi-talented, multi-gifted um, man of God um, as far as being one of the um, notable culinary um, chefs of our time when it comes to the work that you do 
How did you actually get into um, the work of, of being a chef? Wow. Um, and I, I can't thank you enough for those words. That was amazing. I, even if it's only in my head and my mom's head, that's it. <laughs> we are notable. <laughs> I guess growing up, I was always in the kitchen. We come from a, a, a Latin background. So food is huge in our culture. Um, so family parties, you know, there would always be food around. And it's inevitable that it would always end up in the kitchen. Everybody would always end up in the kitchen, you know, around food, talking about food, eating food, you know, and having a good time. So I always would watch my mom and my grandmother cook. And I didn't really know what was going on. I, I, I know I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed the smells and everything, but I never really wanted, I guess, to pursue this. So I guess for me, it was like God was like kind of setting the stage for what would come later on. So growing up, you had the examples of um, your mom, your grandmother always being in the kitchen. And I think that food just has such a special way of connecting us. There's, a, I think, even a special love that flows, you know, when we're gathered around, whether it's at a table, a fellowship, um, just sharing. Um, there's a special connectivity that comes when we're sharing a special meal together. There definitely is. And I think like food is very powerful. You know, I don't know, besides music, like, I don't know of anything else that can bring you back to a special moment just by an, an aroma. Like, and, and I know it's happened to everyone where you just smell something and it brings you back either to a childhood or to a happy experience that you've had, you know, that it, it's just that, that one aroma kind of brings you back to it. And I, I think that's, that's pretty powerful and amazing. Now, is there any one particular memory of food or a dish that stands out the most to you when you were growing up as a child, uh, Chef Rich, that's your favorite? And this is, we, we do a lot of cooking demonstrations and a lot of lectures all over. So we get this question all the time. And for me, I am, uh, I'm in love with food. I'm in love with the culture of food. I'm in love with you know, cooking techniques. I'm just like, I'm in love with being in the kitchen and serving others. So for me, I have three kids. It's like asking me, which child do I love the most? You know, I, I could never come up with an answer. So it's always been like, whatever I'm making at the moment is my favorite. Whoever I'm serving, you know, this food to at the moment, this is really my favorite dish because we put so much love into everything we make because we, you know, we want to serve others. We want others to be happy. We want to build, you know, those memories for others. Hmm. And I think that really speaks to the passion um, that you have um, for um, what you do and as far as serving others and ensuring that that joy and that happiness is brought, you know, into their lives through the special um, meals and dishes that you prepare for them. And so, Chef Rich, I did get a chance to take a look at your TV cooking show, and I must <laughs> say that I love it. It's edgy, it's fun, it's creative. Um, is having your own cooking TV show, is that something that you always wanted to do? 
You know what? I, I can honestly say it, it wasn't. I'm not a big limelight person. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quiet. You know, I'm more reserved. So I kind of like to just stay in the kitchen and do my thing. So it wasn't really that we were looking for this. But what I did fall in love with and what I do want to pursue is being able to serve others. Mm. You know, getting my master's degree, we kind of uh, formed it around the things that I was interested in. You know, we were interested in food and education and how these worked. And what I found was food is, is very powerful when it comes to reversing and preventing chronic illness. So I started to, you know, delve into it more and more. And I saw that I did have the ability, you know, to help others, you know, to help, you know, people fighting chronic illness. I, I have the skill set that can help others. So it, it kind of pushed me into that. So serving others was you know, one of the things that I wanted to do. And then God had a bigger picture for me than, than I had. And he said, no, I want you to kind of have this TV show so you can serve and help more than even you thought was possible. Mm. Yeah. And in a way, it's kind of, you know, when Jesus gave that last commission to go into all of the world, I think there's many different ways that we can minister and preach the gospel, the good news whether that's, you know, serving in the area that you are by providing the meals and the love and just showing the love of Christ, loving the show of the love of God in the meals that you're preparing. And, and, and you can do that on another level that reaches many, many people. And it's truly like truly a humbling and honorable experience. You know, to be able to help people and to be able to serve other people, like it really, it, it makes me emotional sometimes when I think about it, because mm -hmm. I, I mean, you know, people give their trust to you, and it's a mm -hmm. very, it's a very humbling experience. I've heard it called a couple times, like my ministry, and I never, mm -hmm. like I kind of shy away from that, because yeah. I don't think I'm, uh, like I don't think I'm at that level where I can call mm -hmm. it a ministry. Mm-hmm. And it and it and you mentioned that it also it almost reminds me of um, well in ministry it, it is definitely a part of serving an act of service, but a large part of the work that Jesus did was always feeding people whether he was feeding people out of um, loaves of bread and a couple of fish, you know the multitudes of people would gather, um, whether he was at the table with his disciples sharing a meal or talked about him being on the beach having broiled fish with honey like he was always in those scenes that had to either do with food whether he was feeding someone or whether he was enjoying a meal with others and so the work that you do is really like a reflection of of, of many of the things that Jesus did by um feeding the multitudes. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, and I think that's one of our kind of like one of my motivating factors is Jesus did spend a great mm -hmm. deal of his ministry here on earth, you know, healing the sick and helping those in need and offering, you know, a, a better life to, you know, for them. You know, our hope is through our service, you know, his healing touch can still be felt, mm -hmm. you know, our missions. And I guess our mission strengthens our commitment you know, to people, you know, because of our faith in Jesus, we, you know, we believe that we can, 
that we that, that, that all people are of infinite value you know yeah. and you know we want to focus on like serving the whole person you know mind body and spirit you know mm-hmm. not only do i want to feed you and get your body healthy but i want your you know your heart and emotionally to be healthy because i mean and this is where i think people don't understand emotional eating is a monster we call it. in the book we call it a monster yes. you know because it can be devastating mm-hmm. you know to your life oh absolutely and i really like the aspect of how you said that you look at the whole person, body, soul, and spirit. Um, and as you shared, Chef Rich, emotional eating is at an all-time high, you know, in our world today because people are literally eating themselves into an early grave because there are things emotionally that have not been dealt with. There's some underlying um, issues that are going on that, whether they need to be addressed spiritually or whether there's some inner soul work that needs to be done, looking at the whole aspect of how to bring healing into a person's life is, is so um, pivotal. So I, I really think that you, that you brought that up is, is very important. You know, and I think one of the contributors, and I would say, I don't want to, excuse me, I don't want to say the main contributor, but I would say one of the contributors of this monster emotional eating is diets. Mm-hmm. You know, in the book, we, we definitely do not promote any diets. On the show, we don't promote it. You know, any lectures and uh, cooking demonstrations that we do, we never promote diets because I think a diet is not only not only is it culturally insensitive, but it's also damaging because diets aren't made for long term life. Yeah. You know, God didn't say. You know, and never in the Bible does it say, okay, you have to be on a specific diet. You know, he doesn't mm-hmm. promote any kind of diet. He promotes healthy eating. He promotes eating properly, mm-hmm. not any diet. And I think it's that, like, cultural insensitive and sensitivity that are in diets, plus the, you know, you can't eat this or you can't do this, this restriction. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens is, and again, it's been proven uh, through peer-reviewed study, that once you get off of that diet, you're going to gain, statistically speaking, you're going to gain all that weight back. Mm-hmm. And then for all your hard work, you get to gain an additional five pounds. Mm. And I think it's that roller coaster of up and down, losing and gaining, losing and gaining, losing and gaining, that slowly but surely chips away at your emotional strength. Mm-hmm. So now we start to eat. You know, I've given up. I've done this for years now. I have nothing left. You know, every time I go on a diet, I lose weight, but I gain it all back and then I gain more. So when then chronic illness starts to set in because now I'm eating because I'm angry, I'm stressed, uh, especially in today's time. You know, with all this craziness going on, you know, just like you said, people are eating more and more and more because of the stress. Mm-hmm. And then we have pandemics that come in like this that are devastating to our immune system because our immune system isn't as strong as it should be. Yeah. You know, if we would kind of step back and realize what we eat, you know, has an impact, you know, I think immune, you know, uh, immune system wise, we would be in a much different place. Oh, absolutely. And I couldn't, you know, agree with you more that really taking that step back and, really doing some reflective thinking about, you know, what am I putting into my body? What am I eating? 
And that really speaks to the work that you've done in your book. Food is our greatest medicine. Um, because when we give the body what it needs, it truly does have the ability to heal itself. And so if you could, Chef Rich, can you just share a little bit, you know, about your book and food being our greatest medicine? You know, poor eating habits that are displayed by parents today, you know, become solidified as that child grows up. And when they become parents and they're able to make their own decisions, you know, they make the same poor choices. And what happens is it becomes a vicious cycle that I know that if we work together, that we can break that. You know, we can break that cycle. You know, so in my book, I shed light on a lot of the marketing and advertising nonsense that's in there. Mm. You know, you, you just like the word superfood. Mm. I mean, superfood was a term that was developed by a marketing company to sell mm. their product. You know, so we, we never use the word superfood because all it is, it's, the, it's a marketing gimmick. You know, that people actually believe and they buy into and then they start to like overindulge. Well, I heard blueberries are a superfood, so I'm going to eat as many blueberries as I can. Well, just like you said before, God made an amazing body. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, and the way he made it is if you feed it properly and feed it what you need, it can heal itself. But if we try to overindulge on certain things, your body can only absorb so much, let's say, vitamin C you know, or so much protein or so much of this or that. It can only take in so much. After that, it starts to store some of the product as fat. Mm-hmm. You know, so this is the things that we want to be careful with. We don't want to overindulge. We just want to eat things that are sensible. You know, so the book never promotes any kind of diet. What it does promote is an education into, you know, food that you normally eat, you know, into saving you money at the grocery store, into saving you, you know, time in the kitchen and getting you in and out as quick as possible, but still producing healthy meals. Mm. You know, we break down all the misleading information about food, but we support it. I didn't want it to be just my opinion on what I think. You know, I have no dog in this fight. The only thing I want is for you to be healthy. I want your kids to grow up healthy. That is the only Mm. thing I want. You know, so once you get this information, I just want you to make educated decisions on what you're feeding your family. And I want you to know what is in the food that you're feeding that is supposed to be healthy. You know, we also discuss why we do it. Uh, We talk about the grocery store because the grocery store is... It's very fascinating the way they have things placed on shelves and, you know, all kinds of ingredients or uh, uh, products that they have in there. And just for a, a quick sidebar, do you know one of the most expensive ingredients in a grocery store? Hmm. I never thought about that. Is it cereal? It's potato chips. <laughs> oh, wow. If you look at potato chips, you're spending four, five, six dollars for not even a pound of potatoes yeah so i mean it's one of the most expensive and if you look at them they have the entire uh, aisle because they are money makers mm-hmm. so we go into detail about how the store is set up you know when you go shopping you should be out on the outside perimeter of the store that's where all the good stuff is the inside mm-hmm. aisles is where all the chemicals and stuff that you should not be putting in your body is there Mm. You know, we talk about attitudes because, again, uh, we've done 
hundreds of demos with people in their own homes. And one of the things that I've seen the most, what hurts people is their attitude. It's not what equipment you have. It's not, uh, you know, the appliances that you're using. I can always work around those and we can become successful. You know, one of the things that people have that that's the most damaging is their attitude, how things will never work out for me. And again, that goes back to the emotional eating. Well, it's never going to work out. I've tried a million diets before and nothing ever works. Diets aren't made to work for you. You Mm. So we got to change that attitude and be a little bit more positive that this will work. It's so simple that people don't give it the opportunity or the chance that it deserves. You know, we talk about goal setting, food facts, herbs and spices, and so much more. Oh, and I think that's just so good about becoming educated because I don't think, Chef Rich, we are, you know, educated enough. And I think that does speak so much to the false advertisement that we do have that, you know, if we hear a name that's, you know, given over the airways, whether that's a radio, internet, TV, that that's about as far as the food education um, goes. And so really becoming knowledgeable, reading books um, such as yours, Food is Our Greatest Medicine, will really help us um, individually as well as in our communities and will go a long way. As you said, you just don't want to see you know, our individual lives healthy, but you want to see our children healthy, generations that come after us living a more healthy, um, productive life. And one of the things we truly believe is, is that uh, empowerment at the individual level is the most inspiring and impactful. Mm-hmm. You know, if I can just talk to you and we can work together, I know you know, you'll have positive changes in your life. And again, as chefs, I think what differentiates differentiates us from everyone else is that no one knows, knows food and cooking techniques better than us. Mm. You know, this is all I've done for the past 20, 20 something years is just focus on this. Mm-hmm. So no matter what culture you come from, I mean, I, I've cooked in that culture before, so I know what we can do to make it to make it right. I know these little things that we can do that will give you a healthier product and without sacrificing flavor. If anything, we're going to even enhance, you know, the flavor of the product. We're going to remove some of that fat. Mm-hmm. So I think this is where we're not just, okay, read the label and try to do this. You know, reading labels, we don't really uh, talk about reading labels because, again, a food manufacturer can put anything on that label, Yes. you know, that they want. So if you want it to say a certain thing, yeah, I can put it on that label to make sure it says, you know, whatever you want it to say, you know, so it's kind of misleading. You know, what we do is we go in there and we say, okay, what do you normally eat? Let's work with this. You know, we can work with this. We can work with portion sizes. We can work with different cooking techniques, you know, to give you a healthier product. And before you know it, and this is where our name came from, One Plate, I would just want you to change one plate a week. You know, for this for this Monday, we're just going to eat this one plate this way. You know, for the next week, I'm going to add another one plate. The next week, another one plate. And before you know it, it's these little baby steps to success that before you know it, you're you're actually healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, you have more energy when you wake up. You're feeling better. Your bones are better. Your doctor, you know, when you go to the doctor, gonna you know they're going to see 
you know, the noticeable difference in, in your blood work. And it's all mm-hmm. because you made these small little changes. Mm-hmm. And I love, love that concept of the, the one plate because it's just those, those simple, small changes. And it could be that one thing that can really take your health um, to the next level. And it's not like I, I'm, I used to power lift. So, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big guy and I would never, mm-hmm. I, I love vegetables. I love all kinds of vegetables and I love salad, but I don't want to base my whole life on rabbit food. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to be like, well, you have to eat this salad all the time. Uh, we would never say that because that's not true. You know, we mm-hmm. want you to eat, you know, your meat, but we want you to do it sensibly. We want you to cook it sensibly and we definitely want you to have smaller portions of it i think Mm -hmm. as a like as a country we way our portions are way too large you know 45 percent of the country will overeat in a single Mm -hmm. meal period oh yeah i i believe that because even if you look at the culture of food even if it's the fast food um, whether it's biggie size, super size, oversize, that the meals are, have always got to be bigger in a sense, and that's not necessarily better for any of us. Nope. And again, a lot of these, like if you look at just just for instance, uh, we never uh, kind of promote any kind of fast food. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, no matter what fast food it is. It's all the same. It's all fast food. So there's mm-hmm. no, because we get a lot of like discussions with people and they're like, well, this particular fast food is better for th- than this one. <laughs> That's not true. They are mm-hmm. all the same. All right. If we're going to get rid of fast food, let's cut it out completely. And you'll see your body will have a reaction, a positive reaction to you getting rid of that kind of, and I loosely say it's food because just for instance, the cheese that they put on there. Like on mm-hmm. this fast food stuff, I yeah. mean, some of the cheese, by law, doesn't have to be all cheese. I think by law, mm-hmm. it's 51% has to be real. 49% mm-hmm. of the cheese that's on there is just chemically altered. Who knows what it is? Wow. And, and, and the stuff fact, I want to keep it out of your body. I don't want you to put that stuff in your body. Oh, and the fact that you just shared that, Chef Rich. So this is actually written in the laws, ladies and gentlemen, that it is a law that it does not even need to be real food. So what we're putting in our bodies, we have to become um, educated. And I think one of the ways to do that is definitely through reading. Um, Through your culinary school, the 1PLA, do you guys provide that kind of education, whether it's virtually or are there any opportunities for those that want to learn more about healthier eating, Chef Rich, to do we that? Are, yeah, we are actually, I'm so happy that you, that you asked. We're actually starting a virtual program now. So it's a three-month program. Mm-hmm. And it's all virtual. It's all online. And what we do is we go into sanitation. We have our five B's, we call it, and our three core values, which is it's like a path that we kind of walk together down to get you to a healthier lifestyle. You know, we discuss all of that. And then we talk about all the techniques. What is great about this culinary field is no matter where you go on this planet, the techniques never change. Mm-hmm. So saute, saute 
roasting is roasting. These techniques never change. So culturally, they're always going to be the same. What changes is just the ingredients that we put in. So what we do is we work with the ingredients that you that everybody normally uses, and we just tweak them to make them a little bit healthier for you. You know, we talk about uh, herbs and spices during the virtual classes. We use different herbs and spices because one of the way to get the most impact, you know, vitamin wise and mineral wise, is using fresh herbs and spices and even dry herbs and spices. You know, what people don't know is that they're loaded with antioxidant power, anti-inflammatory powers, tons of vitamin C's and A's and K's, and it just goes on and on and on. And they're the simplest way to get it, to get it into your diet. Wow. And so for those individuals that are listening, Chef Rich, that want to really um, possibly connect with you in your culinary school, um, read more about your book, Food is Our Greatest Medicine, where can they find you out there on the Internet? So they can definitely go to our website. The website is probably the, the fastest way to get in touch with us. And plus to get all the information that you would ever meet and sign up for any kind of classes that we have. And that's at www, the number one, the letters P, L, and then the number eight.com. So that's oneplate.com. But you can also watch a TV show on Roku, Amazon TV, or the Amazon Fire Stick on the NRB TV channel. Or you can go to um, the website Truly. It's T-R-U-L-I dot com. And you'll see the One Plate Kitchen uh, uh, page or channel right there. And again, all of this information is on the website. And the links are up there too. So if you just make a one-stop shopping at the website, you'll be able to see all the TV shows when they're on, you know, when you can watch them, how you can watch them, and how we can interact. And get all of us you know, to turn our kitchens into a, like true preventative care kitchens. If there were some parting words that you could say to someone, Seth Rich, regarding food or about food being medicine, what would you say? You know, it always brings me back to Hippocrates. Hippocrates was the father of modern medicine. And the father of modern medicine actually said, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. And that was over 2,500 years ago. You know, so what I would really stress is if you could just give us three months of your life, I promise you, you will have changes if we use food as our greatest medicine. Oh, that is well, well said. Thank you so much. And it is truly been an absolute pleasure hosting you on the show today, Chef Rich. I, I cannot uh, tell you how honored and humbled I am by you allowing me to talk and, and to share my mission and my passion with so many people. I just want to pray God's blessings upon the work of your hands as you continue to feed so many people and that they would see the love of Jesus through the work that you do. Amen. Thank you so much again. I, I pray that, you know, I'll be blessed to be able to serve as many people as God allows me. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Chef Rich. God bless you so much. And thank you so much. I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, God bless you.
For speaking engagements, health tips, and total health education and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com. And on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally. And on Twitter, Rock Your World 28.